0: I'm going to go off schedule this weekend, and I just need you to know that, that this is one of the things that happened, but it's really timely. I was uh, walking around my new neighborhood trying to get the house ready for for uh, moving, and one of my neighbors goes, uh, you're a pastor, aren't you? Now i got to let you know, I really, really love that start to a question but you're a pastor usually means that they have a question that they've been wrestling with or struggling with or worrying about and they haven't been able to figure out the answer and it's usually about religion so anyway she says you're a pastor aren't you i've got a question just exactly like i was expecting and the question is or was do you think this covid do you think COVID-19, coronavirus is from God? Did God send it as punishment? Um, I just, I'm going to ask you right now, just take a deep breath and let out a sigh just like I did. Just take a deep breath for a second. And let me ask you, don't you think that's a bit fatalistic? It's, it's sort of like, Saying that somebody whose infant has died or somebody whose child has died or somebody whose parents has died from something like some disease like cancer or cystic fibrosis or maybe SIDS for the baby or something like that. It's a bit like going into them and saying, so what was the sin that caused this event to happen? See, that's what I mean by fatalistic. Fatalistic is a term that means that all events are predetermined, right? God just sets it in motion. It's going to happen. You don't have any choices. Now, do I have some problems with that? Absolutely, I've got some problems with this. But the first one isn't about whether or not diseases are part of sin. It's about if God sends things like this amongst us, to punish us, it would sort of mean that the wrath of God hadn't been satisfied at the cross. Do you understand what I mean? On him all sin was Says says a song we sang last week in Christ Alone, that the wrath of God was satisfied satisfied right he he poured out all the punishment on sin right there so i need you to know church i need you to hear this that if god were after robots and puppets and he was going to control everything and and just and nobody had any choices whatsoever then i would totally be for fatalistic choices like Anybody that's supposed to get here is going to get there, and anybody who's not supposed to get there can't get there. I I know we say that at the walk sometimes, but it doesn't leave any room for bad sponsors, you know, people to sponsor people that really shouldn't be there. Years ago, I went on a walk and and somebody sponsored a non-believer, somebody who had no church background on a walk, and just threw them in there. completely unfair by 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 about two hours into the thing the guy's going i think i should leave i don't know any of this stuff and and people convinced him to say he did end up leaving but it was this fatalistic well he should he was going to be there but god's not after robots and puppets and it's a good thing do you know why because you're not a puppet or a robot neither am i matter of fact almost nobody running around is a puppet or a robot now sometimes they act like puppets and robots they act like they don't have choices and they don't and they act as though things happen to them or or something and it's all god's fault but but even if you act like a puppet or a robot you're not one you're a human and so that's good because god isn't after puppets and robots he's after a relationship with people that he made. It's the sense of this text from Revelation 3:20 that's often used to mean God is seeking this. And so I'm going to go from Revelation 3, I'm going to I'm going to start at verse um 15 here. I know all the things you do. That are, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. That's not about hot or cold water necessarily, but hot water can be very therapeutic and cold water is very f- refreshing. You're neither hot nor cold. You're lukewarm. How many of you really enjoy lukewarm water? Like a bath in lukewarm water or a drink of lukewarm water. No, you really normally want hot water for the bath and cold water for the drink. But since you're you're like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out. You say you're rich, I have everything I want, I don't need a thing, and you don't realize that you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by the fire then you'll be rich also buy white garments from me so you will not be shamed by your nakedness and ointment for your eyes so you'll you'll be able to see i correct and discipline everybody i love here's the spot so be diligent and turn from your indifference look i stand at the door and knock and if you hear my voice And open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. That's what God's after, is people that will choose. But he's not just after people choosing him, he's after them in a patient waiting to invited to come in and eat with them way. And that's what he says. But this verse is all set up by this indifference and all this stuff. It's Matthew 24, 38, right? In the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and getting married. Even though they'd been warned that that judgment was coming, they were indifferent to it. They, They just were doing their stuff and not paying any attention to God. And sort of saying, well, God really loves me because all this good stuff happens. And then when bad stuff happens, see, here's COVID-19 coming in. When bad stuff happens, that's judgment from God. Uh, Yeah, remember, church, I'm really fond of saying this, but here's the thing. There really are three types of sin in the world. There's, There's the sin that I do that gets on me and you. And the sin you do that gets on you and me or other people. And the third type of sin that it doesn't do any good to pin on anybody. It just doesn't do any good. It's like walking into somebody with multiple sclerosis and saying, What sin did you do to cause this thing? Look, that's not how it works. It's part of living on earth. It's the good and the bad, but it's also about this God who's not seeking people that that are robots and puppets but people that will make an active choice to invite them in and that then they'll pay attention to him and build that relationship so if you were married or you're married or you're in a relationship with somebody do you just say at the beginning of the day here's a checklist of 10 items and if I just do these 10 items my relationship will be really good like if I do the dishes or if I if I make sure that the remote for the TV is in the right spot or it doesn't matter what the ten things are. Even if you do them and there's no feelings or love or intentionality or purpose driven in the way that you do them, the other person will not experience them as love. But if you love them and you seek to do the things that they love and love and care for them, then you don't have to do the checklist. Now, you'll do the checklist because you love them, perhaps. I mean, perhaps you'll do the checklist, but you don't need to do the checklist because, for them to know that you love them because they will know you love them. It's my advice for couples getting married make every day the choice that the other person is your one that's the type of relationship if you want a good relationship with somebody you will choose them as your friend each and every day and you'll do that and then at the end you won't have to wonder if they're your friend and they won't have to wonder if they're your friend because you'll have chosen them as your friend and you'll do things with their with their with their lives Interests in mind. It's exactly the same way for us and God. It really is. It's exactly the same that if you want a good relationship with God, then you will intentionally choose to be involved with Him. It's not about whether you did the checklist or you did the six things or the or the five things that you may that you think God's telling you to do, because you can do those things. Pretending to be obedient and loving and God's not fooled. If you're pretending to be loving and obedient, God himself knows that you're not. It's the same sort of thing. So we're not going to blame people for the stuff that's going on. We're not going to get mad at God because things didn't quite go our way. But as the verse of Matthew 24:38 says, says, that, that we had a whole community that are eating and drinking and marrying and paying no attention to the warnings about the need to be in relationship with God. So let me ask you this question, church. Are you paying attention to your relationship with God? Well, first off, do you have the relationship? Behold, he stands at the door and knocks. And if you will invite him in, he will eat and drink with you. And you will get the garments and the gold that won't fade away. But that's the relationship. But it isn't done because you read your Bible. It's done because you invited him in. And then he joined, but he won't force his way in to that relationship. So when things go on bad for you, like COVID-19, let's say, for instance, COVID-19 is going on and you don't know the Lord, but you think this is from God. How else can you interpret it? You will certainly think that God is against you. Because you haven't developed a relationship with him to understand and mediate your way or, or to make, become a pathfinder for your way through all the troubles and trials of life. If you need a pathway and, and a way to get through life, You don't need to pay attention to the stuff that's going on around you quite so much. You need to pay attention to the Lord who made heaven and earth and you and seeks relationship with you. So church, are you paying attention to God and your relationship with him? Are you seeking to be in relationship? Have you chosen him as your Lord today? Not just 38 years ago, 22 years ago, 17 minutes ago, what have you done with that relationship lately? That's the question to be asked here. Not, God did great things for me 22 years ago. Yeah, he did. And he's done great things since. How about we start to notice and pay attention? But but we only do that by noticing and paying attention to him in our life and for seeking to be in that relationship and seeking to be changed into a shape that is made by that relationship. Do I think COVID-19 from God? No. I think co- coronavirus... And our reactions to it are all sort of the product of sin, the third type of sin that you can't really pin on anybody except to take your own responsibility and say, you know, I really thought that my answers were better than God's answers. And that is the heart of idolatry. And... The absence of a relationship that's living and breathing with God. And so, church, I ask you, how would you interpret this? Your interpretation depends upon how your relationship with God has been developed. But it's never too late. Behold, he stands at the door and knocks. And if you'll open the door and invite him in, he will come in. And he will eat with you and drink with you, right? He will come into your life and be with you in the living of your life. May it always be so, church. May it always be so. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for my church that loves the Lord their God. Even though we love you, Lord. We ask that you would again turn our hearts towards you and that instead of being thrown about by a sea of events around us, that we would be rock steady right in the middle of whatever happens to be going. That we would take the good and the bad from you and the world and still see you as Lord. In your precious name, God. Amen. Amen. Announcements this morning are as follows. Uh, I've asked Leah to produce another uh, busy bag for the kids. Um, I don't know when that's happening, but I know that she's on it. And so in the next week or so, if you're under um, 18, you should probably be expecting a busy bag. Um, Two... Um, Another mailing for our church will go out. I know that the finance committee is on to some things that will help our church through this. Um, So, But another mailing will go out with envelopes. And we just appreciate your response on that first one, church. Thank you so much. Three... Um, annual conference has been canceled for June. So I want you to know that we're sort of holding on and understanding that all sorts of things are going on and and and, and pushing out into the future. And so we ask God to help um, us restart our world and restrain the sickness. And so church please accept this benediction. As you go today, as you you listen to this sermon and you listen to this and you go from this place where you've worshipped him and listened to him and, and me too, may you be the church paying attention to the Lord your God right in the middle of your life right now. Go in peace. Amen.